Alrighty, good morning everyone, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are up to the Raiders as we make our way through the AFC West, and a lot of hope for this team last year, Wiz, and that ended up uh, like a lead balloon. Josh McDaniel, once again, not able to have a successful tenure as a uh, head coach in the NFL. Not that the tenure has ended, uh, but uh, unfortunately, the Raiders did not have much success, but... Big changes afoot, Wiz. Derek Carr has moved on. He's in New Orleans now. Um, yeah, a lot of question marks around the Raiders, given that their running back is not there at the moment. They went out of their way to bring Devontae Adams in to pair him up with Carr, but Carr is gone. Garoppolo's in. Familiarity with Josh McDaniels, but that's a player that just can't stay on the field. So I don't know what to make of the Raiders, Wiz, quite frankly. Yeah, it just seems that uh, Josh McDaniels is bringing over as many Patriots as possible, and uh Start with Garoppolo, and the backup now, I guess, is Brian Hoyer, and kind of, kind of. If we get know, to Brian Hoyer, Wiz, we've got problems. Yeah, but you have problems um, if you draft the Devontae Adams and you get to Brian Hoyer. Uh, we'll get, we'll get to that. Um, but you know, Garoppolo has played well when he could stay on the field. I just don't trust the player. Um, I think he's a talented player. He he does well, and his win percentage is terrific when he could stay on the field. I just don't know. Uh, I'm not leaving any drafts with Garoppolo as my starting quarterback by any means or even close. And there's even trepidation. Uh, if you're in a super flex league, we need to start two quarterbacks. Now, if you're in a different type of league where you only start one quarterback and he's your backup – or you want to use it more of a streaming option, it's just difficult to rank the player based on his inability to stay on the field. How do you view it? So I'm, 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 I'm scarred because of exactly what you talked about. If you look at what he did last year uh, in the games that he did play with the 49ers, right? He had 16 touchdowns, only four interceptions. He threw for 2,400 yards, and he had a 67% completion ratio. Um if I told you know, and, and that was in obviously limited time because he got hurt. I can't remember what week he went down. I think it was like week eleven or twelve. I don't remember what week it was. But also, Wiz, he's forty and seventeen as a starter. That is pretty astonishing. Now, again, that's a byproduct of the system, perhaps, right? He started some games with the Patriots. He started obviously games with the 49ers, but you can't argue for a guy that's had a record of 40 and 17 as a starter. The problem is he's shown that he's been a fragile flower when it comes to staying on the field. So that's the situation that we have. I, I, I Like you said, by no means no one is drafting this guy as a number one. Um, but as a number two, I, I don't know. Like I said, Josh McDaniel does have familiarity. You mentioned that he's bringing a bunch of Patriots in. Uh, that's the case here. Uh, but again, difficult to fight against the fact that when on the field, he has had success as a winning quarterback. Yeah, I think there's a big disparity between drafting somebody as your quarterback two in a super flex league where you really want to start the player versus just having the quarterback as a two where you're not going to play him week in, week out, and he's more of a bi-week option, and you get to sit there and see and watch if he can stay on the field and have the upside. Uh, so quarterback two in a league where you're only starting one quarterback, I'm fine with that. Yep. Um, moving to Josh Jacobs and the Raiders running back situation, out of all these running back stories that we've heard uh, and seen 
over these last few weeks and months. This one, to me, has the potential to be the holiest with the with the ugliest outcome where I could see a scenario where Jacobs just does not play football this year. Based on his workload last year, his age, all of the above, and the stance that teams are taking with these running backs, um, I'm dubious that this is going to have a happy ending here. Um, so Josh Jacobs, if he was all set and ready to play with the volume that he had last year, certainly around running back 10, 12, but what do you do if you're drafting or have draft or have a, a draft next week or in a few weeks and he's still sitting at home? How do you view this Jacob situation? Yeah, I think it's a, it's an uglier one. I, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, this was a player that I thought was completely misused by John Gruden, uh, so much so, uh, you know, and, I, and it was a player that I kind of drafted in a bunch of years, you know, that he was first starting out with Gruden, and I was completely scarred to the point that last year I didn't have him on any of my rosters because I was just so tainted. Uh, and Josh Jacobs broke out last year on the McDaniels, right? 1,600 yards, leading rusher in the NFL, uh, 12 touchdowns, caught a ton of balls. You mentioned the workload. Uh, but yeah, it's a situation that I don't know what it's going to look like. And, and I, you know, I don't think you should be drafting right now anyway. That's beside the point. Uh, but, it, you know, we may not have answers by time draft time comes around in late August and early September. And it's a, it's a complex situation. It's not necessarily the deepest and finest of backup running backs uh, uh, behind Jacobs. So I, it's, a, it's a tough one, Wiz. And I, I, there is a feeling that he's not going to be in the building at the start of the season. Yeah, that really uh, escalates the value of draft boards. are going to be Zimir White, who figures will take over the, the carries with Abdullah kind of being the third down guy. So, uh, you know, if he's not in camp when you have the draft, it, it gets a little tricky because it's not like you could, you know, draft Jacobs and then wait and wait and wait to take Zimir White. He's going to be taken earlier. Uh, given the opportunity, I think there's a lot of things to like about Zemir White as well. So yeah, the only issue is is he only carried the ball seventeen times last year. No, I, I I get that, but when you look at the depth chart and you look at the roster, he's going to be the guy that's going to be used. I mean, so um, how are you viewing Zemir White as we talk about Jacobs? Yeah, I mean, I think regardless, right, if you're going to take the chance on, on Jacobs, you have to have White as the backup. I do agree that Abdullah will cut into any kind of passing action that White would see. But, you know, again, this is going to be a, a team that's going to want to run the football. McDaniel showed you that he wanted to do that. And as a result, you know, White has to be taken more seriously uh, as a fantasy breakout player if, in fact, that Jacobs is not around at the start of the season. So let's get to Devontae Adams, who, you know, all his years uh, with Aaron Rodgers and even with Derek Carr last year was in the upper half of wide receiver one, somewhere, you know, in that wide receiver three or four mix. I'm looking at it now, and based on the talent at the position, I still have why I still have him, Devontae Adams, as a wide receiver one. But to me, he's not in that one to six grouping. He's more in that seven to 12 grouping. Um, and you always have to think in the back of your mind, you know, if, if your starting quarterback has that difficulty staying on the field, 
there could be a real regression if you start getting into Brian Hoyer territory and you drafted Devontae Adams. So um, Hunter Renfro is another player that I just feel I don't know what Josh McDaniels is doing with him. No idea. He could be a terrific slot player. Uh, Jacoby Meyer is coming over. He was the number one guy in New England coming over now with Adams there. I'm not sure what his volume is going to be. So to me, I have Devontae Adams at the back end of wide receiver one, kind of with maybe flex wide receiver three at best for Jacoby Myers, uh, more like a flex player. And then I don't know what to do with Hunter Redfro. Talk about the wide receivers for the Raiders, and do you agree where I have Devontae Adams? You know, not based on talent do I, do I agree with it, because um, Devontae Adams had a tremendous, tremendous year once again. He caught nearly everything thrown his way. He had 14 touchdowns, 1,500 yards, most targeted player, 180 targets. Uh, but you know the, the the what we're talking. It's not an indictment on the player's ability. It's the indictment on the quarterback situation. That that's really what it comes down to. I'd probably be a little bit higher than you on Devonte Adams, and that just because I've had success with the player in the past, and he's provided uh, at teams that I've drafted on with a, with a lot of help in the past. Uh, so based on that, I, I'd probably lean a little bit higher than you have him. Um, Jacoby Myers is a player that's got great hands, not necessarily an end zone guy, but really moves moves the chains and, and did a good job of that. And I think uh, he's a perfect complement complementary wide receiver in this offense. Uh, you make the point on Renfro. Uh, you know, if you look back at McDaniel's history with guys like Welker and Amendola and Edelman and all those type of players. Why Hunter Renfro wasn't more involved last year doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe with the clearing out of of um, Darren Waller that kind of opens the door for Hunter Renfro to kind of get back to where he was a couple of years ago. Uh, but we'll have to see how that shakes out. I, I, he, he was dealing with injuries last year, so that was part of the problem. Hunter Renfro was a player both of us really liked, and you would think suits absolutely perfectly uh, to an offense that Josh McDaniels is running. I, I guess I'd add one thing. I, I just thought about this just now. If Josh Jacobs does not start the season, um, I think that increases, at running back, I think that increases Hunter Renfro's value significantly in that they'll use that short passing game as part of their running offense. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, you just, I don't know. I've just been so um, baffled by the usage of Hunter Renfro and, 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 and his off his rookie year and what's going on. Um, I know he was hurt last year, but uh, I, I just, I can't, I don't know. And then, and then there's a, a lot of trade rumors a few weeks ago that he was going to be moved. So we'll see how it, how it plays out. I, I'm interested in Devontae Adams. I just want to go back to that for a second. Um, do you have Adams above Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, CD Lamb. Like I would have uh, above CD Lamb, hundred percent. Okay, so you you have him in that top six area. I think I have him after some of those guys. So interesting. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Um, Austin Hooper, Michael Mayer. That's the tight end room for the Raiders. Um, I think there's upside with Mayer, obviously, but you figure there's going to be a lot of 12 personnel being used, uh, especially if Jacobs is there um, when the season starts. But I'm not drafting either of those players 
um, unless there was an injury to one of them, what I consider the other. Um, how are you viewing those two tight ends? Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I, I kind of that's my take on him. Uh, I do agree that they'll be in twelve personnel a lot, uh, but uh, I think other I think the wide receiver position benefits as a result of the Darren Waller trade, not the other way around. And Daniel Carlson has been as good as any kicker in the NFL these last couple of years. Um, ideally, you'd like to have a kicker on a team that's going to be winning a lot of games in the second half where the coach has no problem setting out kickers to pad the lead or in tight games. I'm kind of worried about game scripts, but the, the kicker is just so good that I think if you're in a 12-team league where you you know have to draft a kicker, there's no question at all that uh, somebody should leave that draft room with Daniel Carlson. I'm avoiding the Raiders' defense at all costs, uh, even though Crosby is a terrific player. Um, I just think that that defense combined with that division is going to equal a lot of trouble. How do you see it for Carlson and the Raiders' defense? I think Carlson after after Tucker is the best kicker in football. Uh, that that's what I would say about Daniel Carlson. He's cooking. He's kicking in domes and warm weather uh, predominantly. So. Uh, and he's had over 137 points three years in a row. So uh, that's my view on Carlson. Uh, the defense does stink. Uh, the secondary is awful, uh, and they're playing a division where they're going to get lit up probably at least six games during the year because I think the Denver de- Denver offense will be a lot better. Uh, it's an untouchable defense despite the fact that Crosby and Chandler Jones are imposing forces on the front end of the uh, on the defense, but the back end of this defense is terrible, and it's why the Raiders are ranked in the bottom uh, – Quartile of all defenses in the NFL. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess we're uh, down uh, to our last team, the uh, the Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers. Yep. And that's Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And, yeah, Chargers are next, Wiz. And uh, they've locked up their boy, Justin Herbert. And, uh, yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to the Chargers. And that's up next. <laughs>